0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode with Caleb and Ella. So you're telling me something was wrong with your microphone? Hey,
1: hey everybody. Uh yeah, just uh you know, being the professional I am, um I didn't mm-hmm. check my mic beforehand. Uh my yeah, uh, middle son was uh diagnosed with the COVID. Yeah. And um so we automatically all went into isolation, just in case. And my son was doing uh, schooling from his bedroom via the laptop. And he was using the microphone that I use for this podcast uh, to converse with his teacher. And I just plugged it in and it looks like he might have broken it.
0: So (laughs) here
1: we are. And I am currently using a road mic, a shotgun mic (laughs) that's, that's perched very curiously and hopefully I do not drop it.
0: Where is it perched, Caleb?
1: It is literally perched on top of the broken snowball microphone. It's not attached to anything. It's just sitting on the top. And if you know anything about the snowball microphone, it is a sphere and spheres are not good at propping things up. Hmm. There you go, people. Anyway, we are still alive. The world has not blown up yet. No. Um, has it not? No. Um, there are whispers. There are whispers, but uh, we're hanging in there, folks. And we're not going to let it get us down.
0: What are the whispers?
1: The whispers? You know the whispers? Nope. Uh, what are we what are we doing this week? Uh, what do we got this week? Uh, so
0: actually before we do all that yes yes cover the fact that New Zealand was just flooded because I don't think a lot of people actually know about that. Most of my friends here actually don't.
1: Uh, it's interesting. I've seen quite a few memes. Uh, I think you might have sent me one as well um, about the flooding uh, in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, I have,
1: I have, yeah. Although when you compare flooding in New Zealand versus somewhere like Pakistan, you know, where thousands die and not to diminish people dying in New Zealand, but, um, typically the news will go for the most extreme case. Um, and i'm sure you know the news websites have reported on it somewhere but it probably isn't uh, front and center like the flooding in pakistan was just because the scale of it is not as extreme but again not to diminish the people that did lo- lose their lives in the new zealand flood but um, i think people understand you know how, how news works in the world
0: so- what are you trying to say, Caleb?
1: They are looking for the most salacious, extreme news possible because that gets cl- clicks. Okay. Yes.
0: But, anyways, uh, yeah, not a lot of people here know about it. Um, I feel like most. Yeah, most of my friends here actually don't know. I, um, one of my friends who used to be with uh, New Zealand, uh, who actually lives quite close to our house back in New Zealand, she didn't know about it, like, I told her about it, I was like, hey, you might want to check on your um, ex of your friends still, because that's what I heard, and she had no idea, Um, and I had no idea, because... My mom basically texted me like when I woke up, and And
1: Um, I I actually learned it from uh, Instagram because uh, a friend of mine was flying out to Brisbane that, like, right when it started the deluge, and his Instagram story was literally the Auckland airport was completely flooded, and he was basically uh stuck in the airport um on the upper story the bottom story you couldn't get out because like literally the cars were you know if you have a normal sort of sedan or something um you wouldn't be able to drive it it was just underwater basically so that's how i found out about it and then of course jumping on the new sites after so yeah it was kind of like a fluke i guess that i yeah
0: couldn't... saw anything yeah my. I don't think I would have seen anything until um, our good friend Andrew had started boasting. But um, my mom told me when I woke up, and she was like, oh, our house is gone in New Zealand. I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, oh, there's like a huge flood, and uh, the house is gone or whatever. I was like, you're most likely a treasure ID. So,
1: so, sorry, your uh, what your house is gone.
0: No, she just she exaggerates, uh, exaggerates a a lot. Um, come on, mom. Then she sent me the photos, and um, you know the backyard where there's like a fence. Yes. Well, um, the fence on the left-hand side was gone. All the soil basically or the ground from above i just you know basically slid it down um there was like a piece missing from our neighbors behind us because you know they're like higher
1: yeah
0: yeah so there was like a chunk of ground that was just like missing i i
1: I would never I, i would never think that like your house would be well, I guess your ex-house would be at risk of, like, flooding um, just because of how high it is perched up on the hill. But certainly, uh, landslide is, uh, you know, something to be concerned about because, uh, yeah, it is on quite a steep bit of land, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I think the water is still going, like, the, the rain
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think I read somewhere that they were gonna get another deluge on Saturday, Sunday, Mm. but apparently the rain wouldn't stop until maybe Thursday this week, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um,
0: So. And it is kind of. I've
1: never seen it like that as well. By the
0: way. No. So for like people that don't know what happened, basically. Auckland had a season's worth of rain come down in fifteen hours. It wasn't heavy rain, from what I heard, but it was continuous for fifteen hours.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't see like um any like images or anything about like what the actual rain was. I just saw the sort of aftermath. Um, hmm. I mean, I'd seen the you know like the. Uh, sort of northern motorway i've seen it because i used to drive that every single every single day i've seen it flooded before where you have a high tide plus the rain and you have that sort of storm surge Mm -hmm. um and so like one of the you know like a few of the lanes would be flooded and maybe there was only enough room for like one lane to be open i've seen that before but this was like you know like the whole highway is underwater And then the water's like, it's like a pool because the the concrete barriers are like holding it in there. Um, and like there's abandoned cars and like, you know, just craziness. So, um, yeah, that's a new experience. I think for a lot of people.
0: Well, I learned at the same time from the whole flooding. is um, Chris Hopkins became acting prime minister.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting, eh, like, um, because this is crack up, you know, I've I've sort of jumped on Twitter recently, um, as you know, and, uh, a lot of people are making a lot of fuss, especially in America, um, especially in the, uh, GOP Republican world, a lot of people are making a fuss about Jacinda Ardern quitting, um, saying like, you know, pretty despicable things, I think, um. And uh, so that's kind of how I actually found out about it. And um, um, yeah, it's interesting, eh? Like it's it's kind of made international news. Like, like she is kind of like this poster child of, I guess, the progressive politics, but then also the negative aspect of that on, on the other camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's weird to hear of like you know him getting and you know becoming prime minister reading it from The Guardian or something, you know, like one of those bigger, you know, newspapers or whatever.
0: So are they bashing him or what, like, what, what, what is going on? What's that, sorry? So, so are they bashing him? Like, I can't believe it's another white now. Or like, what?
1: Uh, so with him, uh, the, the a lot of the uh, critique was from kind of like right, right-wing leaning people um and they were they because obviously what happens is when somebody new comes along they scour uh the you know youtubes and stuff looking up names and just try and find anything they can on something they disagree with um Mm -hmm. and there was um i haven't seen the video but there was a lot of people making a fuss about how apparently he had said uh during the covid era because he was the covid minister i believe um, or he was, you know, organizing that part of the, the government for response to that. Yeah. Um, that he had said that they were going to use methods to find people who were not vaccinated, um, to try and get them vaccinated. Oh. Um, and so okay. the whole sort of anti vax crowd kind of jumped on that and was like, you know, we're replacing this, like, uh, Jacinda communist person with somebody who's even more tyrannical you know somebody that wants to go into your home and um and inject you blah 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 which is uh you know I mean you know like I a lot of people on on Twitter you know doing this sort of whole inflammatory thing um saying stuff like you know she was Jacinda was like a you know basically the worst politician in the world um a tyrant and you know blah blah blah
0: where was this uh, Ki oh or...
1: no it's all it's all like you know foreigners none of them are like f- actually from New Zealand and like the whole time I was reading this stuff I'm like like this doesn't even concern you like she, she doesn't have like that much influence over anybody else outside of New Zealand do you know what I mean She's Mm -hmm. a poster child I guess to a lot of people but nothing that she says that comes out of her mouth has any kind of real influence on you know policy making anywhere else in the world.
0: I have no idea
1: why she became this kind of figure of like you know like the she was kind of like the um, I don't know I guess the antichrist (laughs) for a lot of these you know like crazy right wing people.
0: I mean, I don't know.
1: The whole, like, a lot of the stuff that they were saying is pretty disgusting. Like, I don't agree with a lot of what she, you know, like, a lot of the things that she, um, I don't know, maybe said, or, you know, the policies and things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, she's basically just, like, a spokesperson. You know, she doesn't make the decisions all by herself. It's a party thing. It's, you know, and then they're subject to their constituents, and, you know, um, there's a whole bunch of people involved. It's not just her. And so I thought mm-hmm. she was getting a lot of undue hate.
0: Yeah. from um, Like her, her biggest influence outside of New Zealand probably would only be like Pacific Islands, I think. Right?
1: Yeah, but that, that's like a given, right? Because we're New Zealand. It's like, you know, there's places like Norfolk Island and, and that sort of stuff that's under the umbrella of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's literally like our job to to be involved with those places, mm-hmm. um, and it, it doesn't matter if you're Labour or, or National or whatever. It's like that's just part of the gig, you know. Sure. But to your point, the sphere of influence is very small. Yeah, and a lot of people were blowing it way out of proportion. And, it's, exactly. and you know, as I said, I did, don't necessarily agree with it politics, but. Um, you know the the amount of sort of hateful rhetoric and all that sort of stuff was just totally uncalled for in my opinion.
0: Mm. But anyways that was New Zealand news. Um <laughs> kinda small, I guess. Um but if anything from all the memes that I sent you, uh, yeah, I mean, Kiwis during floods are. Uh, the memes. People? Are just, a, just, just go have a look. Yeah. I have nothing to say about my own country. Just, uh, they see it as recreational sports. That's all I say.
1: And that's fine. Well, not A really. lot of people are quite happy with that.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, a lot of it is like wastewater. And I don't know, maybe we're going to get E. coli, but uh, I hope they don't. Yes, sir? Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, on the larger kind of world stage, we have... Smooth, um...
0: smooth transition. <laughs>
1: well, you weren't saying anything, so, you know, like, what else are we going to do?
0: Hey, you can't always rely on me. Yeah.
1: Um. So w- what are we going to talk about? Are we... What are we...
0: Yes, let's transition to the gloom and gloom for the rest of the world. <laughs> Uh, military military base got bombed in Iran?
1: Quite a few places got bombed in Iran. And apparently they they were were. launched from an Israeli base. Um, oh, it just escaped me. It was in my mind a second ago. It was not in Israel, apparently, from the last thing I saw. It was somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um... An interesting escalation, and one that kind of makes me a little bit worried. Um, but in another, another way, it makes me not so afraid because, if, whoa, oh, what was that?
0: Uh, what did you do? I didn't do anything. Well, I've got, I've got the mic connected to my ears, which is connected to the um, laptop. Huh
1: um yeah it, something i I wasn't aware of until very recently but uh the u s and Iran were at war for a very short period of time uh they say twenty four hours and um the the kind of very quick backstory was that the uh there was some issues between i think iran and iraq and they were basically causing trouble and firing on sort of merchant ships and oil tankers and things in the gulf mm-hmm. um to try and like hurt the other team and the u.s didn't like that so they came in and they basically were um they went and tried to shut down a few uh, oil rigs out there in the gulf that were run by the Iranians, and uh, they didn't like that, so they were sending boats after the US uh, ships, and they launched some fighters, and they had you know more skirmishes and stuff like that. Um, and the long, short long of it, long short of it, is that uh, Iran got their asses beat. Um, and of course, the recent fear is the, uh, you know, Iran supplying uh, Shahid drones to Russia. And what is
0: that? What is a Shahid? It,
1: drone? It's basically like a, it's a UAV drone. It's not like the kind of drone you buy off AliExpress or something, or like a DJI drone. It's basically mm. like a delta wing, a small delta wing airplane. Where the fuselage is basically a, a bomb, and it has a very small. I believe it's a Wankel engine. It's a very funny name, a Wankel.
0: Oh, uh, uh, what now?
1: It's a basically like a small combustion engine. Oh, they call it a Wankel because it was invented by a German guy. I believe his na- name was his last name was something oh. Wankel.
0: Are you okay?
1: Yep. Um, t- typically people call it a rotary engine. A rotary okay um anyway they have like a very small rotary engine in this drone i believe um the the reason why they have this type is because it's it's very compact and it gives you kind of good performance for the compactness of it okay um hang on a second oops Foremost mystical goodness me Uh, are you able to hang on for like five minutes? I just need to run downstairs and grab my son from the car.
0: Yeah. Let me just pause. And we're back. Um
1: so we have uh so they were supplying the these drones. Um I think the way that they were getting around the sort of embargoes and sanctions and things was they were Um, basically sending them in parts and then they would assemble them in Russia and then Russia would stick a sticker on the side of it saying, you know, some Russian name um, and then sort of claim it as their own. Um, So they had these uh, facilities making these drones which were actually uh, becoming a bit of an issue because although they're quite slow, they can stay up there for quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. unlike a missile that needs to find a target very quickly. Yeah. Um, so it can kind of you know hang around and then when it's found the right target and the right time, it uh, can go for it. So these were causing a lot of damage to uh, and still are um, to the civilian infrastructure. So um, uh, it's, you know a lot of people are thinking that okay so what is Iran getting out of this deal? Um, I'm sure there's sort of a monetary thing as well. But I think there might be an element of uh, weapons sharing. And I guess people just don't know uh, what weapons, you know, Russia is kind of providing them with or the expertise Mm -hmm. they're providing them with. And some think that it could possibly be uh, nuclear uh, weapons secrets, Mm -hmm. Um, which is very bad for Israel because... um, well, Iran and Israel have been at odds with each other for a very, very long time, and they trade verbal blows often. And I guess um, I think Israel's position is if they feel like uh, Iran's getting too close to getting nuclear <coughs> weapons, they will mm-hmm. just strike first. They won't wait until the weapon's built or until they think the weapon's built, they'll just strike first. So I think this might be a case of that where... Um, Israel was like, enough's enough, we're going to take some action, and so they uh, targeted uh, military um, infrastructure, as well as, uh, I heard it was a drone factory, so they're kind of um, going after them that way. Um, They also had a terrorist attack uh, that is also flaring up the tensions, uh, you know, the Palestinian-Israel conflict.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that that's a very hot spot right now, and that has been a cause of concern for me, because um, you know, some people you're part uh, Jewish, possibly, huh? Huh? No, possibly uh that that could be the site of the start of World War Three, um, and you know if you know, Iran, Russia, China, they're all kind of you know buddy buddy, so. That's kind of like you know that group versus the rest so yes it's uh it's just a bad time mm-hmm. it's just a bad time and you you know of course there's stuff happening in you know around the taiwan and in, in the taiwan strait as well so there it's is a, it's not a good time you know it's just not a good there time. is yeah it's all the time all the time something's happening
0: well too bad. Let's talk about better news. Uh, ChatGP,
1: GP, the the uh, Open AI, the people that make Chat GP, they are creating software that will, um, that is able to identify whether um, AI has been used to write something.
0: Oh, Google uh, has already done that, right?
1: This is to I think it's like for their Chat GP Um, kind of to combat the whole fear around chat GBT being used as like a cheating
0: so they created an AI to vet an AI
1: yes
0: okay
1: I don't know how that works but uh, possibly they can in the code or something isolate something that would give them the indication that somebody did not write this this was computational in artificially in an artificial way maybe what it does is literally just you you give it the prompt and then if the prompt is very similar to its answer then it'll be like oh this must be ai and then that's how it distinguishes between the two who knows? I don't
0: know. Yeah. I can see the logic really behind that.
1: I'm just... Does this
0: kidding. content, does this content match up with what I would write? Yes. Then this is um, AI generated. No. Yeah, then likely AI. Then most likely it's not. But I think <laughs> it'll be more complex than that. I feel like there'd be more like... how oh, many for percent, sure. How many no. percent is this AI? <laughs>
1: I totally agree with you there. I think it's a lot. I, I am. I don't even know if that's how it works, but I, that's, that's how I guess it it would work. But yeah, yeah, really, no, I, that's. I totally agree. That, I think that's. that's
0: where so, I was it. on a project that was, quote unquote, and you know, bunny ears, um, supposed to be AI, and that's sort of how they made the decision tree, how they came up with the logic, um, yeah. I think it's more complex than that because there's also the gathering data side but mm-hmm. in terms of like decision tree and how that works, yes.
1: I'm confused with most of what you just said, but um anyway, you sound smart.
0: Hey, first time I'm actually smarter than what? you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, it's not a competition. I don't <laughs> I don't claim to be any smarter than anyone else.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I actually think I'm a bit of a dum dum.
0: Same here.
1: So we're we're dum dums together.
0: Speaking of dum dums, um, they're bringing back the dodo. See, now that is a great segue.
1: Now, who's dum dum about the dodo? Is it the dodo bird itself, or is it the guy that was feeding the last dodo bird ever, pebbles because he thought pebbles is what they eat?
0: I don't know. I don't know where you get that news from i don't even know how that's even possible that you would know that what that it's you would like know that. i
1: don't know it could be an urban myth but um i'm
0: pretty sure they ate all the dodos that's what i heard
1: oh well i mean if you look at a picture of a dodo it looks like good eating to be honest it's like a giant chicken
0: uh, technically it's, it's, it's got more even smaller like a wings it can fly
1: away from you right
0: Oh, I mean, it looks more like a turkey to me. It's got, like, a well, fat ass...
1: Yeah, but they got... Uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is they got a lot of meat on the bones. Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, they do have a dumpster truck of a butt, so...
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm just... Um, let me just check. I remember oh, yeah. I read it somewhere, and I'm just double-checking
0: well while he checks people um a u.s startup has announced that it will raise 150 million dollars in funding to de-extinct the dodo bird amongst other things
1: there was um there's a quite a lot actually there's quite a lot happening right now regarding that sort of thing uh, there's people that are currently, and apparently, what's well, going to happen very soon. Um, they are going to resurrect the mammoth as well. I know they've been talking about that for a long Ugh. time. Um, but apparently Why? they are quite close. And that Why? would be freaking amazing.
0: I there's not be... even. I mean, is there even any habitat for them left? Like, of course. The I mean, ice the ice is melting. Like.
1: Siberia is still cold. It still gets to negative 70 degrees in Siberia.
0: Yeah, it's 70 degrees.
1: I guarantee you mammoths. And, and the thing is, it's cold like nine months of the year. So I'm sure it, it'll be fine for them.
0: Hey, you don't know that. You're not a mammoth. And if, you know, like
1: they have polar bears in the freaking zoo. Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, zoos are um, a concentration camp for animals. So, yeah.
1: I'm not saying it's a good. You know, it's good. What I'm saying is, like, they have polar bears in you know more temperate climates. If that's uh <laughs> the right description.
0: I don't know. I still think zoos are horrible. Huh? I still think zoos are horrible. I haven't oh, even yeah, been no
1: to Yeah, no doubt. I, no, I, I fully agree.
0: Um, yeah, like. But then what do you do as a parent when your kids are like, Dada, I want to go to the zoo?
1: My kids don't talk like that, but, um. Okay. You. bust out the book and uh, show them what animals. Look
0: like. Oh, that, that could have went horribly <laughs> I mean, wrong. Well. You, you said you bust can, out. You, like you can do the... it in
1: an ethical way i believe if you you know if you go on safari right cuz it's like you go into a into conservation land that well yeah i mean that's li- they are living in
0: you know their, their natural habitat environment.
1: exactly and you're just kind of observing from afar or sometimes not so from afar but
0: would you ever pay for that if you had the money if you had the money if
1: i was motivated enough for sure i'm just I have never had uh some great urge to go to Africa or something and then do a safari. But I'm sure i I would enjoy it. It's just I've never it's never really been on my mind to, to you
0: do know where it. I really wanna go? I wanna go to those those hotels where you open up and then there's a giraffe. Right outside your window. And you can feed it.
1: Um Yeah, I guess it's uh Some people would enjoy that. I'm not sure I, I would enjoy, it. enjoy that. I would. I'd rather sort of have them, ha- have myself go to them rather than them come to me. Why? It's just a little bit weird having a giraffe stick its head through your window. Yeah.
0: I mean, you could also meet them outside. It's not limited to them poking their massive heads into that came out horribly wrong.
1: I will tell you one thing there is a something going viral right now on Twitter and it's a <coughs> image an image of a very large man sitting next to uh, a very large adult lion male lion um, with the caption that he killed this male lion and then uh, very soon after was eaten by the lion's brother um, at a later date uh, and the original, uh, the original post had a video um, so it had a static image of this person and then the video that sort of accompanies the, the article um, shows purportedly this you know encounter with the lion's brother. Um, the issue there is that the, the lion in the footage is clearly not there in the footage. Basically, they have composited some footage of a lion, and then they put it into some footage of some people reacting to an invisible lion. Um, and it's quite clearly fake, um, but this made... You know it, it appeared on this news website. Um moreover, the person in the video doesn't look anything like the person in the static image. The mm-hmm. person in the static image is a very large man, very obese man. Um, and the person in the footage, although he does look a little bit plump, it's not the same person. And under further investigation, the video can be tracked down to um, a post in two thousand and thirteen. Um, And this is only coming out now, so somebody's using a 2013 video in a new news article. And lots of people picked this up because it was on a news website, but there's no sources on the original uh, article or anything. Um, And basically people are just looking at the first picture of this large man next to this dead lion, and then just assuming that it's true. Um, But that one is indeed... False. It's kind of gone viral on Instagram and Twitter. So just putting it out there. Okay. Just because we were talking about safaris and things like that.
0: Well, I love how I was talking about, like, kids, family, and, like, hey, what would you do if you were dead? And then, hey, look at these cute giraffes. And then you're like, bam.
1: This man got eaten by a lion, but he didn't actually on Twitter. Yes. I will tell you, um, there was a movie that came out, I can't remember, I think it had uh, Val Kilmer in it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just looking it up now. Um, it was like a, from the 90s, I think, and it was a story about um, basically like a serial killer lion uh, that sort of ate, ate lots of people. Yeah. Um, I think I remember that. Yeah, I just looked it up. So it's called The The Ghost and the Darkness from 1996. Um, Oh, it's got Michael Douglas in it too. I can't remember that. But I remember seeing this when I was a kid, and it freaked me the heck out, man. Um, Bit of a box office disappointment. It only pulled in $20 over its budget, which would probably be absorbed uh, by the... uh, Advertising of the film? Mm -hmm. And Val Kilmer got nominated for a Resi.
0: Speaking of nominations, one of the movies we talked about, well, I think we already talked about this, but I can't remember, but it got nominated for 13? 13? Was it 13? Oscar Awards?
1: Which movie was that again?
0: Everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: Oh, yes, it did do quite well. I actually, yeah, as I said to you before, I actually watched the uh, nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nomination ceremony, which is kind of a weird thing because it's basically two people presenting the whole, all the nominees, and then there's just a crowd of people going, woo and clapping for 30 minutes straight. It's kind of weird. Um, okay. but, yeah it's it'll be cool to see cuz didn't uh Brendan Fra- Fraser didn't he get Fraser didn't he get uh nominated for
0: mm, yeah
1: for an probably.
0: oscar probably probably i don't know oh I'm just, i don't sorry, watch it i just
1: i just busted it up now yeah, it it's just not... so uh, let's just see if we can get anything can't see anything. Oh, no, he did. he did. He did get it. Okay. So, imagine that, eh? Old Brennan Fraser. I
0: what feel like it? it's well-deserved, considering...
1: I haven't seen the movie. I saw like little clip of him being emotional on it, and it, it looked pretty convincing, but uh, I haven't seen the from what, from what I understand is people don't really like the movie itself, but they like his performance in it. They said Wait, that what? a, a lot of movie? people were uh, the whale.
0: Oh, okay. I, I didn't watch that.
1: Um, they liked his performance, but they didn't really like enjoy the movie. Um, I, okay. Yeah, I guess on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 66%. Not to say that Rotten Tomatoes is the be all end all, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe he's just doing the best with what he's got. Okay. Uh, made on a $3 million budget and made $15 million at the box office, which is kind of low, I would have assumed with the amount of uh, with the amount of um, hoo-ha, you know, that was going around. Did you see Brendan Francis, uh, he won a um what did he win? Uh Critics Choice Award? Nope. His acceptance speech. Um Yeah, he was getting very emotional and but it was cool to see. It made me smile. And I think uh Yeah. But so it'd be it'd be awesome to see. I to be honest I'm quite doubtful that he will get the the Oscar for it. But um, just because he's got some stiff competition there, but uh, I mean, that'll be pretty cool to see. I think because I'm a, I'm a bit of a fan, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, his his movie is kind of defined, um, definitely defined my up, upbringing. You know, like uh, definitely part of the
0: Georgia the Jungle, yeah, you and the Mummy
1: series, and like you know, because they're all the movies that we watched when we were kids. You know, like and but you know, they were the ones that you. You jumanji this,
0: was he in gym no he wasn't jumanji
1: multiple um hires from the, the the video store you know you oh i like that one you know let's get it again blah blah <laughs> um jumanji no i don't no, think that was robin williams and then um he did appear at the center of the earth um with yes that's the, one. Hutchins or something. His name Hutchins?
0: that's
1: the one yeah. that's the one yeah it was a little bit sad that they um Gave it off to uh, The Rock Dwayne Johnson after that. I I actually liked his version better than the Rock's one. I got kids, so of course I'm watching that kind of stuff.
0: Okay. Well Okay. Speaking of sad things, one of the sad things that we probably didn't get to talk about was the fact that um Well, the workforce in the tech industry has been cut. Cut, cut, cut. Mm. IBM even laid off 3,000 people. Spotify laid off 6% of its workforce, which is about 600 people. And obviously Google, 12,000. Microsoft, (laughs) 10,000. Amazon eighteen thousand. I'm not rest... laughing
1: I'm not laughing because these people lost their jobs, I'm laughing because of the scale. It's pretty pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. No. But we sort of talked about it offline and how some of the jobs are ridiculous.
1: But I'm Specifically... sure the majority of the jobs are not ridiculous. No,
0: just... no, no. No, for sure. But I would say Specifically, when a company hires full time massage therapists, that 27 me, of them. <laughs> that for me is just something wrong, you know. There's something wrong in the system.
1: I, I have a feeling that, I mean, you know, there is a little bit of a downturn in terms of, you know, a lot of tech companies are, you know, firing people or whatever. But um, I I think that if you have that on your resume, you know, you're doing all right because, um, you you know, like those are, that's kind of like the pinnacle, right? Like people, that's what people are aiming for when they study, I don't know, um, computer engineering or, you know, marketing or something, you know, like working for Google, or you know. Those kind of big companies, Amazon or something. Um wait, is is was the Amazon layoffs were they like the factory workers? Distribution Um
0: workers? let me have a look. Yeah. It, that's tougher, Amazon. Okay, including impending in layoffs in, announced in November. The majority of the world's being cut are in Amazon stores and people experience and technology solutions. So basically, people experience tells me product managers, UX designers, customer experience. Right. So- um, or in store. Potentially, what I mean by in stores, is like you know how Amazon has like the. Uh, oh wait, do they have people at their stores? No, no, they don't. Because
1: aren't I mean. those stores like all automated or something? Yeah, they are. You're right. Maybe they just have people that come in and check or something. I don't know.
0: Um, or it could be people experience in terms of like, uh, customer service.
1: True. Yeah.
0: And then technology solutions tells me it could be related to more like something is wrong with your Amazon account or something to do with AWS. Um, whatever that is, stuff like that. AWS is the cloud system that um Amazon has cloud Man, infrastructure.
1: all these abbreviations that I don't know.
0: Uh, you should know. It's, just, I mean, it's confusing me all the time. Um, anyways, job cuts at the e-commerce giant would continue in early 2023, which it has. Amazon em- employs roughly, oh shoot, oh Employees roughly 1.5 million employees around the world. But
1: obviously the majority of those are in uh, distribution, right?
0: Well, yeah, warehouse, uh, truck, uh, logistics.
1: What I learned recently was that on Amazon, a lot of Amazon uh, quote-unquote employees are actually contracted through a third party. Uh, so basically, it's almost like run like a franchise in terms of the actual distribution. So a, a completely different company to Amazon will handle distribution of the, the Amazon boxes and things. So when you see the vans and the delivery people, they don't actually work directly for Amazon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely. I, I don't know, but yeah, most likely.
1: So they wear the uniforms. They have the trucks that have Amazon all over it, but um, Technically, they're not, like, employed by Amazon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, now that you mentioned that, I was having a conversation um, because, like, I'm starting a few businesses here in Mexico and, you know, networking and talking to people. Um, one of my friends said to me that Amazon usually – so it's called – a. do you know what a last mile is? like in last mile delivery.
1: Uh, I can guess what that is. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's like they do do like the last very little bit with the dropping on the doorstep.
0: Yeah, exactly. So here in Mexico, US and Canada, I'm not sure if it's everywhere else, but at least in North America, um, what happens is when Amazon uh, basically ships, their products to a distribution center say for example here in mexico city Mm -hmm. um that distribution center actually then hires well from there they actually get contractors as you mentioned Mm -hmm. to then do that last mile delivery Mm -hmm. so everything prior to distribution so all the logistics everything that's all amazon Mm -hmm. um this very last mile it's yeah
1: that must That's... be what I was watching. Yeah, because um, yeah, they were saying that they were doing like 200, 200 deliveries or something per day, like sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, which mm-hmm. obviously, if you're driving a big truck somewhere with tons of stuff, it's just not doable. Um, you need like a, you know, like one of their vans or something, and just do like very uh, short kind of journeys, I guess. The mm-hmm. last mile
0: as you put it yeah yeah so
1: are you um,
0: running a business doing that no 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 my business is in something else but we need distribution yeah i i've got a few projects that i'm working on um including obviously my personal work um so yeah, I'll, I'll be a bit busy this next few months, but I'll manage. Um. Yeah. But I'm not gonna review anything. I think once it's once it's done once it's all ready, then I'll start talking about it. But for now, one of them uh, already has customers, one of our me and my business partner me and my business partners have um, have um clients already. We just need to uh, do some sample shipping. Um some drop shipping? No, 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 samples. Um and
1: from Alibaba?
0: no, no, no. From local uh craftsmen, as oh, I true, call true.
1: them. True, true.
0: Um and then the other one is more just about helping businesses um, that want or people that want to settle here in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're just working on those things. And I'm um, just sort of like gathering the data, um, all of that. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it all works out. But uh, very early stages. Um, but what what we're trying to at least do is, um, basically, how do I put it? Basically, make it as low cost as possible to begin with. No matter which one we're going, it doesn't matter which project I mean that that word I'm talking about right now. But we're trying to make it as low cost as possible. Possible. But mm-hmm. anyways, uh, it's. Besides the topic, but yeah, Amazon. That's sort of how they do their little last, last mile. Um. But that's that's all the that sad news that I have for you. Is yeah. that sad
1: that
0: sounds... Well, I mean the layoffs are sad now.
1: Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, yeah yeah i i have
1: hope and, for
0: those people um well that's here's an interesting thing so i work in tech um what and we we actually find it really hard and i i don't know this i heard this from my manager but it's actually even with all these layoffs it's actually really hard for us to find a front-end engineer a good one at least Hmm. um so, yeah. Uh, it seems like no one... Either there's not a lot of front-end engineers or they're all, they're already all employed. So, yeah.
1: What's the role that they play?
0: Uh, front-end engineers?
1: Mm.
0: That's a good question. Let's look that up.
1: <laughs> I just assume you knew...
0: A front end engineer, the term sometimes use interchange well, it's a front end dev. So yeah. So basically you think like your HTML, your CSS, and JavaScript. That's Mm -hmm. front end. Yeah. Backend is like database making things making the connections and all that.
1: Maintaining Um, the system.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So front end I I don't know enough to say that I can build stuff. So I'm not going to even touch that cookie. Um, what what do you do day to day? Me? Mm. It's interesting you bring that up. That is probably the good news I can share today, which is, um, this past week I've been having conversations with my team. Um, my manager specifically, and, we notice that there's a gap in our system, and basically, we need someone to step in as a product manager um, or project manager. Well, they're more or less the same. Is Ellen? No, given my job is closely connected with product or project managing as a UX designer, because I need to know what's going on. Um, I said, I would step up and take on the smaller projects. Um, today I was informed that I will be taking on a big project, uh, more of a product owner. Um, mainly because the person that currently is in charge has too many things working for him right now that he's unable to do a good job. So yeah, I'm stepping up into that role um yesterday they said that well at least my manager said that we would look at changing the title sometime soon but for now it's almost like he's going to teach me the ropes i'm still going to be doing my main role which is ux but at the same time i'm going to be um yeah i'm, I'm going to be learning product management um so in a sense, I have been here for three months, and I kind of just got promoted, not like really promoted, but kind of a promoted in a sense.
1: Does it come with uh, more moolah?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I, I tried more than I had this conversation with my manager today, I said, Hey, look, you know, what does this mean? Because we're about to switch providers for our contracts. Um, like,
1: give me more money.
0: Well, no, like, should we talk about what the new title is and how the contract reflects the title? Right? Because essentially, my responsibilities have changed in terms of what I was initially employed for. And um, I just want to make sure that is fairly compensated. And <laughs> mm-hmm. that we're all in agreement.
1: On the same page.
0: Exactly. So Does for, for me I, I, I think I think that's quite fair. Um Yeah. Well
1: you know did they, did you step up to that or did they sort of single you out and say you know like we think you'd be good for this role
0: no no so oh, like what I said earlier um, what, what happened was uh, after our two week sprint um, I had a feedback from um, one of our teams and it wasn't like calling me out but it was more just like hey like I noticed these things I wish we could do it better uh, I need you to be res- you know be able to take more responsibility here and I know that Product management is on your side, but um, let's try and figure a way to weave it together a bit better, um, even, you know, basically without my manager, who is the product manager. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of thought about it and I thought, well, I need to be in those meetings in order for things to happen. And so if I'm part of those meetings and I am helping make decisions and helping drive a direction for a product, then I need to be able to plan it out. And also, in a, in a sense, sort of like, basically crack the whip, right? Like telling people, uh-huh. hey, this isn't gonna work, or hey, this is um, not good enough, we're not going to do it. Um, so same afternoon, I reached out to my manager, I was like, Hey, can we have a chat? I told him about the feedback from Mom- like our other team member. And surprisingly, and I respect the guy for that. Um, he apologized to me and said, Hey, um, now I feel like I failed you because, you know, I was supposed to give you direction, but I, I didn't. And I said, Hey, look, I appreciate it. Um, but, you know, in a, in a startup environment, this is what you what you have to deal with. Um, but now that we notice that there's a problem, let's find a solution. So I said, I think the solution is me jumping on board with some of the smaller projects, managing them, um, and at the same time streamlining the UX, the user experience, and then passing that on to our coworker who does more of the uh, product design or the UI design. And my manager was happy with that. He's like, "Yeah, if you want to do it, sure. Let's let's uh, let's set that up." And yeah, um, I think since then, me and him have been talking a lot, a bit more, and he's a little, um, able to rely on me a bit more. Um, Did you guys find it out? No, he's too far away, and um, oh, that's
1: right. I forget where is he based again.
0: He's in California.
1: Do you want to move there or?
0: no no hell no
1: (laughs) that was like no hesitation (laughs) no
0: No. and uh if brandon you ever find this podcast yeah screw you i'm not moving there don't ever try to get me to move there um he did try (laughs) he did try he was like man you come
1: to california
0: he was like let's get you a green card and then let's move you up i'm like um, I like a green card, but I don't want to move. Up. Hell no. No. Um,
1: and they've got a bit of a reputation now, eh?
0: Yeah. Like California. Yeah. Like, I would move to San Diego, but that's really expensive.
1: Mm, yeah, hmm. Yeah. I mean, that looks beautiful, but I'm more of a, like, uh, I don't know, this might. This may, might make some people raise their eyebrows, but I'm thinking like Appalachia, that's where I want to be.
0: I don't even know where that is.
1: Uh, it's kind of like on the opposite side and closer to Canada. Like Okay. Like so really beautiful York, mountains, really rugged. Above,
0: above New York next to uh, Quebec.
1: It's actually, um, I believe it actually runs through several states, so it's not really like a it's kind of like an area rather than kind of like a. <laughs> oh,
0: okay.
1: But but um, it, it's really poor. But um, uh, you know, like there's not a lot of people. You know, it's, everyone's kind of spaced out. And um, but from what I've seen, the people are very like friendly and nice.
0: Oh, so you got the white savior paradox, don't you? You're just gonna go into that town, and you're just gonna be like, I'm here save all the rest of your white people
1: yeah because there's i didn't see any like african-americans they're all white <laughs> they're all like hillbillies yeah yep yeah. this is like moonshine country but mm-hmm. what appeals you know what's appealing to that for me for that area is like you know it's far away from like major cities and um you know it's it's
0: so, like, moonshine okay. in the sense that their butts light up when they, like, bend over to pick something up? Like that kind of moon.
1: Nah, just like, um, you know, like, they, they like overalls without any shirt on, and um, uh... they kind of maybe chew on a bit of grass or something. They wear, like, raggedy cowboy hats or something. Not so much cowboy hats, but kind of like the, I don't know what you call it the wide brim hat and they smoke and chew tobacco um and they go off into the bushes and make uh what do they make rum no
0: no i thought you were gonna say baby whiskey
1: whiskey do they make whiskey what is moonshine What is moonshine? is it bourbon i don't know no because don't you need barrels and stuff like that what do they make what is moonshine is it like... Because it's like a clear liquid, I think. So is it like vodka or something? Oh, I think it's related to whiskey.
0: Okay. So bourbon. Uh, no, bourbon has to be made. Yeah, bourbon is made in the States, so...
1: Doesn't, like, whiskey and bourbon have, like a, like, a sitting period where you put it in barrels and stuff. Yes. Um, as far as I'm aware, I think moonshine is you basically just make it and then you... Moonshine do...
0: is a high-proof liquor that is usually produced <laughs> illegally.
1: Yeah, because uh... they don't have licenses and stuff for it. That's why they do it off in the bushes in the Appalachian Mountains, because... There's nobody around. It's just rugged mountains. You know, there's no cops.
0: I bet that thing tastes like crap.
1: But um, yeah, that's the kind of area. Like, if you look up, if you look up the Appalachian Mountains, um, it looks really beautiful.
0: Moonshine is defined as a homemade, unaged whiskey, marked by its clear color, corn base, and high uh, Yeah, that thing tastes like petroleum for sure.
1: Yeah, it'll it'll taste like if you're like sucking on the um, you know, the hand, the hand spray sanitizer stuff. it just be if you drink hand sanitizer, it's probably about the same kind of taste. Uh,
0: Okay. I'm not saying I, think,
1: I want to do it. I'm just saying that's kind of what it's famous for.
0: I think, I think that is enough for today. I think. Just
1: just we Google an, Appalachian Mountains and have a geese, and then you'll understand we why. We
0: have enough content today. But before we do, apparently, I don't know if you know that what is but there are 1.3 million French people that are in a protest right now.
1: Or what one point three
0: million French people marched to protest retirement reform.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Well, that's the on. thing, man.
1: Aging population and who's going to pay for it? You know, like an extra couple of years will bring in you know a lot more money into the pension fund. Plus, plus, um, people are living longer now than they did before. So I think the retirement age should move in conjunction with uh, life, expe- life expectancy.
0: So would you say 80 years old?
1: What? To retire? Yeah. No. Then what? But aren't they moving it by like a couple of years? Uh, yeah, I think it's, so. It's not like,
0: you know... France France's government has said that the current system isn't sustainable. To fix that, it has proposed raising the retirement age from sixty-two to sixty-four.
1: By okay, so our New Zealand is sixty-five, so it's almost like who, like, I mean, I've never heard of that where the retirement age is sixty-two. That is that seems to me to be very low. And if you look at life expectancy of France, in nineteen ninety-nine it was seventy-eight years, in two thousand sixteen. It's 82 years, right? So you can see that there's exponential, you know, life expectancy is rising. So, of course they have to pay for it somehow, right? And how are they going to pay for it? You can't, you know, you can't just like whack on more tax. Um, They're just sort of raising the, the age. So you just pay more into it for longer, right? as i said the life expectancy is rising so you know
0: i mean this this could just be the out the alcohol the workaholic in me but i don't know if i want to stop working until like i'm physically unfit you know physically and mentally unfit like i mean what, what am i gonna do what am i gonna do Play Bash Granicoot. Uh what? Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> <Crash Granicoot. laughs> like I don't know. I don't I don't see anything better to do. Like keep learning, keep growing.
1: Holy moly. Um so I'm just looking it up. I agree with you. Um just looking at retirement age. A lot of the retirement ages are around sixty five. For country you know, a lot of countries it's around sixty five. Um, but there are some outliers that are like pretty pretty low like uh and women have uh some t- some countries have women their retirement age is actually less than men which is interesting because women tend to outlast men mm-hmm. um, but in bangladesh their retirement age is 59
0: which is pretty crazy. um what is your Cam- life expectancy
1: bangladesh is probably lower than france i'm sure um, yes. Cameroon is 60. Cameroon. 59 is the lowest I've found thus far. Oh, Indonesia is 58. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, like, Italy is 67. Um, Italy is, you know, right next door to France. Well, not France. right next door, you know. Close. Um, mm-hmm. what else have we got? The Netherlands is 68. Norway is sixty seven. Of course, all these countries they have high life expectancy. But you know, France is eighty two, so you know, that's Mm -hmm. quite high.
0: Speaking of France, I don't know if you know this, but apparently there is a syndrome. And it only happens to Japanese people when they visit Paris.
1: I have heard that. Yes, I have heard that. Suspicion... Isn't it based around they have a romanticized view of yes. Paris? Yeah. And when they but actually then visit, they... and it's yeah. not up to the expectation, they freak out.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And it only happens to Japanese people, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, so I wonder what is hyped up. You know, like, what, what part of the culture is has hyped up Paris? Um, I often hear negative things about Paris Uh, from people that i know that have gone there maybe i'm hanging out with the wrong people Um, but they weren't very keen on parisians Um, i don't know Hmm. I, i i think you know the the culture of paris does have a certain um what is it like style and presence you know I think, you know, I I get the feeling like there's a lot of money and, you know, people have to dress a certain way and um, maybe even act a certain way. Like, you can feel the difference, like, in Japan between, like, where we live and, like, if you go to Tokyo or something. So maybe Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that element that people aren't used to.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: But I would like to visit one day.
0: Well, we didn't tell Uncle Alan has money to support the whole family.
1: <laughs> Are you gonna um, buy the house, the New Zealand house, off your brother?
0: No, <laughs> no, um, no. I have a funny story to uh, to end off today. I have a very funny story. So, last week, um. Talking to my friends, everyone's heading co- to Colombia. I'm like, okay, I might as well go as well, and also like go and work with my colleague who's in Medellin, um, and then go to like this three-day bachata and salsa festival in Barranquilla, in Colombia. Um, are we talking about then... salsa
1: the dance or salsa yes. like the food?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the dance. No. The... Yes.
1: Oh man, I'd rather have the food to be honest.
0: Anyways. So this chick popped up on my feed, and she's talking about how, like, private, like, air uh, there's, like, private, uh, semi-private jets that you can fly really cheap for, like, a few hundred dollars now. And I was like, okay, let's see if there's any from Mexico City to Colombia, right? And um, I looked it up and there was this one and i was like oh wow really a thousand dollars a thousand pesos which is like 50 us dollars for a whole plane by myself i was like damn is that
1: it is it a, a jet plane or is it that like That's like a system? jet like
0: a private yeah yeah like a private jet hey, let, let me finish my let me let me let me finish my story.
1: i'm sorry
0: sorry and then i was like okay let me contact these guys so most businesses contact through whatsapp here so i contacted them and then they said yeah yeah one of our agents in mexico will um get back to you i was like okay go 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 the guy gets back to me calls me he's like hey alan like we we know you want to go to colombia like and i was like yeah and i actually want to add a stop from like medellin to to barranquilla and then back from barranquilla to medellin and then Back to Mexico City on this date, he's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And as I was talking to him, he was telling me about all their planes. I was like, okay, let me check out your planes again. And then he was talking. He's like, yeah, we include these services for you, and the whole plane will be yours. You don't have to worry about paperwork. We'll have a, we'll have a cargo pick you up and bring you over to um, to our airport. And that's all sorted. And it's all included in the package. And as he keeps talking, I'm looking at the price. I'm like, oh, that wasn't 1,000 pesos. I missed a comma. That's 1,000,000 pesos. <laughs> um, so basically.
1: How much is it? It'd be funny if I knew how much that was. <laughs> I have no idea how much that was.
0: So 1 million divided by 20, mm-hmm. which is
1: a lot more than you expected.
0: Well, yeah, that's like what, uh,
1: so you're talking New Zealand dollars?
0: No, no. US dollars.
1: Oh, let's see how much it is right now oh it keeps changing it to yin um so what did you say to him did you just were you just like uh sorry I'm no no
0: so (laughs) he keeps talking i'm like yeah 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 sounds good yeah yeah he's like you know what we can even look at these different jets like you just let us know and i'm telling you this one's better for you it's got a it's got a better service, or for, like it's better for long, uh, long 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 distance, I guess. Um, uh, and you know we have all the all the flight crew ready for you. You'll have food on board. It's all serviced. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. I hang up and I'm like, there's no way I'm paying that much money.
1: So, so was it one million pesos? What was, was 100,000 pesos. 100, pesos.
0: Yeah, it was 1 million pesos. I'm pretty sure it was 1 million.
1: Um, so, current exchange rates is 53,000 USD. Does that sound about right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Why didn't you do it? <laughs> Isn't that like a month's month salary for you?
0: 50. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> Just exactly. Are you trying to get me good nap or something?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm joking, everyone.
0: I'm joking. Oh, here. I think, is that the one? No, that's not the one.
1: Yeah, because I'm thinking like a thousand pesos is like, you know, like that's some some raggedy ass like Cessna with like chicken coops in it and you know, you sit on a wooden crate Or something. What? You know, that's what I'm thinking, like that amount of money buys you in terms of a private plane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. I I messed up. Messed up big time. But at least I didn't put my card down and say yes. uh... Keep
1: keep messaging, keep calling back, like so Ellen, no. are we gonna do this? Are we gonna do this, Ellen? No.
0: No. Where are he you? Didn't. Alan? He didn't. So left it there. And um that's that. But, but that uh, would have been so awesome I,
1: if you were somehow tricked into paying fifty three thousand dollars to take a
0: flight <laughs> to I don't Columbia. I don't think my I don't think my credit card would have even allowed that.
1: That would make a good story though, I think.
0: I would I would not have been able to pay and then get like a buttload of interest on it and I'd be screwed. Mm. Yeah. Big time. But anyway, that about wraps up today. Just wanted to end on a funny note. Yeah. It could have been funnier. It could have been funnier. Just check saying. the price, check the commas before you purchase. You know, you're taking a
1: mysterious trip to, uh, you know, Colombia on a very expensive jet plane.
0: <laughs> well, look, here's my plan. But I, I, digre, I, I digress. My plan is in five years, I want to be able to fly one of those. Whatever. Dude, I that want. would
1: be awesome if you just, like, hey, bro I'm like, um, I met Narita. I'm going to, like, to Appalachia.
0: I met Narita. Go up, some, do you wanna
1: come down? I got the plane um, ready.
0: I'm gonna go get some moonshine, like. I'll take you, you to wanna, the mountains.
1: We can get some,
0: some moonshine. Yeah, and just like, you know, do drugs, get high, bro. Yeah.
1: It just remind me of uh, Juice World.
0: I don't know what that is, but that is a great way to end tonight.
1: Um, he was a he's a very famous uh American rapper who was kind of known for his drug use and um, sadly passed away after the police raided his private jet uh, looking for drugs because the pilot had tipped them off. Um, so he, in order to not get caught ingested a bunch of his drugs that he had on him and unfortunately went into cardiac arrest and passed away and he was 21 years old i believe
0: what a story
1: very sad i just ruined your light ending anyway uh bye everybody
0: hey thank you thank you for always ruining my light endings goodbye everyone